You're listening to 11 O'Clock Comics, and this is Aaron Cooter. I am the money. On the TV right now, in the background, on mute, is a commercial for Horizon Forbidden West, and I'm sprung. Yeah, it looks really good. The graphics are just unbelievable. But I don't have a machine. I don't have the console to take advantage of them, so. I oh, you don't have a PS4? I have a 4, I don't have a 5. No, I'm getting it the, my, my copy for the 4 is arriving tomorrow. Yeah, but the 5 is probably so much better. No, I went to Metacritic and they said the 4 is amazing. And they said the version of the 4 looks better than the first Horizon Zero Dawn, which I thought was probably the best looking game I've ever played. So. Yeah. Well, you know what? They could include an actual alloy figure with it, like a real flesh and blood human woman, and I still wouldn't buy it because Elden Ring comes out Friday. That's true. Yeah. Well, the cool thing about all of uh, the PlayStation 4 and 5 games is is you can you can port up to 5. Yeah, no I saw that Keep when all I... Keep your, all, your, all your logins, your save games, yeah. all that, which is great. It, it's so. odd, but the, the download's like 48, 49 gigs. That's crazy. yeah. yeah. It's insane. Hey, everybody. Look at you. It's 11 O'Clock Comics, episode 785. I'm Vince P. Yeah, you are. I'm David A. Price. Indeed you are, and I'm the warrior named Ken. Okay. Yes, I will I will allow it. You are Ken, but you're not really. You're Jason Wood, everybody, here to on our book of the month episode which is in case you weren't paying attention it is fist of the north star volume one by viz uh, under the select imprint but before we go down that road we've got to tell you if you want to get your books and get them cheaper than everybody else in the free world you go to discount comic book service dcbservice.com dcbservice.com where they have a number of specials um i've just plucked three of them this looks really interesting from image it's the grip of combinat from damon gentry and the great simon roy it's not an image and uh 16.99 cover price your price ten dollars and 19 cents do the math that's 40 percent off last gasp um one of the the oldest underground publishers in the country uh still churning the books out this is heaven's door extra works graphic novel which is keiichi koike it's a 20 dollars book ha 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 three ha's because you're going to save 10 percent for each ha that's 30 percent you're going to pay 13 dollars and 97 cents and last but certainly not least, we will not read any of this. It is Lightfall, Hardcover Volume 2, Shadow of the Bird by Tim Probert. Hardcover and softcover. Hardcover is uh, $22.99. You're going to pay $16. Uh, but the paperback is something, and you get 30% off, is you're going to pay $9.09. So savings all around the Mulberry Bush dcbservice.com go there take a look around people there you go yeah yeah um 
what with it being the book of the month, I figured I wanted to get some kind of a uh, celestial body uh, inspired wine. And I couldn't, mm. I couldn't find anything with stars, but, but I did find something with moons, which I thought was a, a reasonable uh, switch. And this is called Seven Moons. Seven Moons Red Blend, California, 2019. It's, it has seven different red wines all blended together. Now, it has Syrah, Merlot, Petite Syrah, Zinfandel, Cabernet Sauvignon, Malbec, and Grenache. One for each phase of the moon. Now, I don't know if this thing's any good because I had a ranch Dorito. <laughs> like a whole ranch Dorito? No, I had a couple ranch Doritos like about twenty minutes ago. So the the linger of the ranch Doritos may be changing the taste of this thing. Mm-hmm. It's not horrible. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't tell you if it's any if it's good yet. Maybe later on in the episode I'll tell you if it's good. But for right now, it's not bad. It tastes a little ranchy <laughs> to me. Uh, yeah, sorry. I cannot stand ranch, so I notice. Yeah, yeah, not a fan of that. Um, well, much to uh, everyone's surprise, maybe chagrin. Don't know. We'll find out. Uh, I'm having a cocktail tonight. Mm. It's been a fucking few weeks in the markets for people. No one's happy. Everyone's suddenly woken up to the fact we have inflation for a while. But anyway. Um, so, yeah. So, I am having a high noon sun sip, which is uh, a grapefruit vodka uh, seltzer. It's quite good. Just tastes like juice, really, which is dangerous if you have a lot of them. I'm, but I just have the one here. And then I have a, uh iced coffee for, uh, for after that. What's the alcohol content of that thing? It's a good question. Let me see if I can. Uh, it is. Uh, it's not much. It's four point five percent. It's not bad. So like like a beer. Which, again, is not connected to the celestial bodies. So eh, one demerit for you. No, it's con- it's connected to westerns though. You know, high noon. So ah yeah, you got. Well, we'll get into it. Yeah. Dap, do you have anything connected to celestial bodies? I don't have anything connected necessarily to celestial bodies but since there are scenes in this manga in this first volume that take place at a bar oh boy what oh boy way to Uh, reach read (laughs) go ahead uh this is uh, a pinot noir it's called bar dog it's from uh it's from california man's best friend it's um i've never had it before I just I wanted something light because um, my neighbor came over and we had some whiskey earlier, so I was trying to uh, not remain stupid as the night continues. It's good. It's a good uh, thing to plan for. Jason, ask your question. Well, no, before you ask your question, I want to remind everybody. Book of the Month, this month, is Fist of the North Star, Volume 1, written by Baronson. With art by Tetsuo Hara, it was published by Viz under their signature imprint. And whom was 
the instigating factor among our patrons that uh, kicked up the dust under this. Do we remember? I did. I, I shoot. We will. We will. We will mention it at the end of the episode. Nice. Okay. okay. Jason's going to ask his question. Now. Yeah, I'm ask, but ask somebody. Uh, yeah. So of course, as is always, we need to figure out and inquire when you first read Fist of the North Star. And I'll go first because uh, I the answer for me is uh, is is this week. <laughs> yeah. Good old right now. Yeah. Well, uh, I have to say I read it uh, as it was uh, initially being translated, but I never made it past volume three, maybe volume four. It just seemed um, much of the same stuff Mm -hmm. over Mm -hmm. and over and over. Uh, But I mean, I did like the first volume back in the day enough to keep reading. Mm Mm-hmm. So, uh, but, but I think it gets away from us now. Looking, looking at it now, it just seems like, oh, this is pretty cool. It's fight manga. But back in '83, this was groundbreaking stuff. Like this was the the progenitor for Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z and 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 all of the the shonen manga that that became incredibly popular. Fist of the North Star was like ground floor stuff. Mm-hmm. Now it just seems like. Oh, okay. It's it's fight manga, but like back then, it was something right. something different. Yeah. And and this is this your first time as well, Dap? Are you a, are you a Fist of North Star virgin? Uh, as far as reading the story proper, yes, I've I've been familiar with the title since forever. I remember. I I, I would see. I mean, for me, out of context pages, but I would see pages when it was reviewed in fanzines and things like that i remember the ads from fizz but um never actually sat down and read any of the chapters so uh mm-hmm. so up until uh a week or so ago yes it was uh it, it's it's completely new to me now we we are not alone it's had a bit of a renaissance because viz just released mid mid july i think it was july 2021 at least the volume that i'm reading from i don't know what you guys are reading from but they released uh, a new uh, hardcover collection and they're going to release subsequent volumes as well um so for a lot of people this is the, the first chance they've gotten without having to like really seek it out yeah. um and yeah, the, uh, the 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 hardcover is is seems to be it's repackaging the ultimate softcover editions that, that okay yeah that viz put out a bunch of years ago and and so yeah so i um i think there, th- there are three volumes available now, and I think the fourth is solicited for soon. But uh, three or four are available now. Uh, and, and like Jason said, yeah, every couple of months, I guess Viz will be releasing the next one. you got to do the math, though. What do you mean? 20-something so well, There's 20, 27 volumes, yeah. 27 yeah. volumes meaning 27 hardcovers or yeah. there's going to, yeah. okay. Wow. Yeah. Right. Crazy. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to wait. I, I mean, like we all know there's plenty we all have on hand to read now. So I haven't, I haven't, after finishing this, I held off on buying whatever volumes are currently available. If I, when I find them, if, if they're on sale or whatever, if we see them at a con, I'll snag them. But uh, I held off on ordering volume two when I finished this one. Mm-hmm. 
I would have liked to have seen this in the Dark Horse um, Berserk format. Like, oh, like yeah. a an over well a, a larger size three uh-huh. three volume hardcover collection for fifty bucks, where uh, the smaller size volume is only one uh, tankabon and it's twenty dollars. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's a nice presentation. Um, spot varnish on the cover. Yeah, I, I, really nice spot varnish with the with the with the mm-hmm. the constellation in the in the title. And stuff. It's really <laughs> subtle too. You almost don't see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's nuts. But I think for for what it is, it's a tad bit overpriced. I could see that. I yep. mean, yeah, yeah, I, I don't disagree with you. I just without I don't I don't know how to say this without sounding bougie, but it's I just don't pay attention to, to comic prices anymore. Yeah, I get it. Because it's for a long time it was we were all so obsessed about the ever increasing number and whether it had value in it. Much like the business stuff, it's just like I got to a point. I said, you know what? I I I can't like prices are going to continue to be ridiculous. Either I'm going to read it or I'm not going to read it. Like you know, right. I can't. Well, but, I uh, I just take into account that I can get new manga volumes for anywhere from nine to eleven or twelve dollars. So yeah. for me to get this uh, at a discount, it, it you know it's usually thirty percent off. So we're talking. Um, this would be fourteen bucks, which is real. It's not that bad, mm-hmm. yeah. but but do I want to plug into twenty seven dollars, twenty seven volumes? That's the that's the kicker. This I mean, is a weird one because, like, I had never read it. As I just said, I don't know that I ever really considered reading it. Like, I wasn't. It wasn't like one of those things like Sandman where I'm like, oh, I got to read that eventually. Right, but I feel like I'd seen the cover image of Volume One so many times because, well, yeah. for years I was always, you know, the back when when there was a big chunk of time uh, when Tfall, the online retailer, would do those Nick and Dent sales, and right, I would just, right. I would just pounce on those and buy lots and lots of of, of shelf porn, and and they always had Nick and Dent volumes of the soft covers right. always in the collections for like cheap and i'd be like god damn how much this you know and i and it yeah. never once but i'm just like i felt like i saw those images so many times in searching for books to buy i think we got to get it out of the way now let's just say it um make it real and then we won't revisit it hopefully till we're done talking about it okay this first volume is Let's just say extremely indebted, almost plagiaristically so, to Mad Max 2, a.k.a. the, the, the <laughs> yeah. Road Warrior. I mean, it is essentially the Road Warrior. Uh, I I'm mean, glad you said that because, I, like, so is it, yeah, you, you're, like, reading this, I, I literally had no idea what this was about. Other than I assumed it was about a dude that fought, right? Because like that's the. But I didn't know anything else about it. I didn't know it was post-apocalyptic. I didn't know what, what time it was set. Like it's funny, it's set in nineteen ninety X, right? Nineteen nine X. But um, didn't know when it was created. Like didn't know how old it was. Did, just didn't know really anything about it. And and in reading it, I thought, like I don't know how we can have this conversation without focusing on its. Uh, where where it slots and you started to go that route uh where it slots among the concepts with which it it derives which is battling and post-apocalyptic settings and after started reading it i said jesus like for a second i'm like did this come out before mad max like (laughs) is this like mad like did mad max 
like because I knew a bunch of like I know a lot. Like you said, I know that all of the fight manga series are, you know, are uh, owe, owe, owe a debt to this as sure. an inspiration, including Berserk. Like I, I've seen a lot of reviews re- reference Berserk. Now I I know you I haven't read it, but I know a lot of you and a lot of our listeners like it. Yeah. But um, but then I was like, wait a minute, don't tell me this was like pre Mad Max too, because then I was my mind was going to be blown. And then I would looked and I looked it up to try and figure out where this fit among provenance and what came from it and what came before it. And then, and then to your point, um, uh, the writer uh, Baronson, who's not that's not his real name actually. It's uh, right. It, but but whatever. But he went. That's what he's published as. Uh, he he I guess readily acknowledged that that he was obsessed with Mad Max. So yeah, this is Japanese Mad Max. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and that's not an exaggeration. It it almost quite literally is the Japanese Mad Max. I mean, if you look at the cover fast enough or on the side of your eye, he almost looks like Mel Gibson, like a young Mel Gibson on that cover. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it, and and the uh, the the bad guys, uh, I I think you could you could argue that most of them are cast in the humongous. Uh, mold, you know, and and the I forgot the leader of the uh, the guy the the bandits in in Road War, the guy with the the mohawk plume and the you know face paint. That's all through Fist of the North Star. That 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 uh, sand dwelling uh, motorcycle or car driving. Uh, it's it, it's it borders on plagiarism. It really does. So, you know, let's acknowledge it. It is what it is, and we'll just forget about it for now, even though it's it's very true. Right. So Jason said it's post-apocalyptic because it is. It, it takes place after um, a, a nuclear conflagration, and humanity is, is on the wane, and water's hard to find, and, and I, I would assume gas, too. Um, and, and people have broken up into to groups in order to survive and they the the goal is to try and retain some of what has come before like seeds are very precious and as i said water and just just the, the staying alive is a is a concern um and then you have uh these these bandits who in this volume anyway they seem to be under the thrall of one person and uh, the bandits uh, are playing card themed, as we'll see. Um, you know, one's called Spade and one's called Diamond, and they 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 have markings on their face in accord with the symbol one would find on playing cards. Like the club actually has a club on his on his head somewhere or a number along with it. And um, it, well, the the book focuses on a young man named Kenshiro. And he's a nice guy. Ken is just traipsing across the, the, the blasted landscape, and he's captured. And he's thrown in a cage, right? And um, in proximity is a young girl, Rin, and she's mute. And then you get a smart-ass, artful dodger-type boy. His name's Bat. And he's a you know wisecracker, always commenting on things. But but anyway, so so they drag Ken out of his out of his um, cell and they strip his him down to the waist. And it's like whoa whoa whoa, what's up here? On his chest, he has seven divots, seven scars, 
and it is of course the the North Star uh, because he is a martial artist that is uh, a master of Hokuto Shinken which is the divine fist of the North Star and this this martial arts uh, style is very cool uh, especially for young boys and this is a shonen manga so it was targeted to young boys what what this martial arts uh, style uh, does it destroys you from within yes that's what i said it destroys you from within meaning he'll ken will will attack you and just touch various pressure points on the surface of your body and it's usually timed a timed release uh, the the attack seems innocuous or, or low level at best but as he's touching your pressure points this hokuto shinken is is mounting and the the damage is building and it's working its its effects from within and then all of a sudden you explode or your head splits or your arms fly off you know and it's it's amazing he has a bunch of different moves like is all of the best fight manga they they proudly proclaim their move before they do it right well fist of the north star is no exception because um ken will do a move called koshu haganken which is something called the visage visage cleaving gallows what he did was he did two pokes to the side of someone's head and then he need them and then this bad guy's face just split open in a couple minutes a couple seconds later um there's a hokuto zenkainen which is the hokuto fleeting remorse thumbs to opposite pressure points on each side of the head and the bad guy was dead in three seconds after he removed his fingers like that's the kind of cool stuff that populates fist of the north star it's all these really neat over-the-top martial arts moves um so as you can imagine um ken encounters all these these ne'er-do-wells that are that are in the thrall of of uh, someone um and we'll call him king because that's what he initially goes by so king gets word of of ken's existence and he's like hmm i know who this is ken on the other hand does not know who king is yet but um they have history and this is the the perfect this is where the the manga crystallizes into the perfect beast that it is because king turns out to be a man named shin which is uh he was a martial artist that came up alongside ken um he uses this bloody cross to uh state his presence uh he's the guy that gave uh ken the seven scars on his chest but where it turns to perfection is that he's a master of a fighting style that is the polar opposite of ken's fighting style so ken is the north star shin is the south star ken fights with hokudo shinken which destroys you from without king or shin uses nanto seiken which is a fighting style that destroys you from without so it's it's um sh uh, shin is the yang 
to mm-hmm. Ken's yin. It all makes perfect sense. Yeah. yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's, it, it was, it's, it, it kind of ramb, you know, it got a little bit old before we got to the part where he revealed that he's the, 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 the polar opposite to Ken. I'm like, oh, now this is where it's getting good because now it makes sense. Like, you can have a, a dude traipsing across the landscape fighting all these bad guys and it's fun and it's neat to see their heads and their bodies split open or, or their arms broken reverse at the elbows or their fingers all cracked off like that's cool and fun and over the top but it doesn't really mean anything right like what's the goal to this thing well the goal is that shin was in love with ken's girlfriend uria and when shin gave ken the scars he also like he crippled them and he also took his girlfriend, Yuria. He's like, hey, come on, you're living with me. Um, and she didn't, she wasn't having it. She's like, no, I love Ken. And this is not how it's go. It, you know, you can't coerce me into loving you. And I won't finish the sentence because I think you should read that for yourself if you're reading this volume. It's it's the one big reveal in, in, the, in the volume, aside from Shin being the polar opposite, there's let's leave something to the imagination. But so they're both in love with the same girl, and then um, Ken and, and Shin, they harbor grudges against each other, and then because they're polar opposites, how do they fight? Do they cancel each other out? You'll just have to see that for yourself in the volume. But it, yeah. I mean, I think that it peaks with the revelation that king is the opposite and with the fight with the gigantic dude the the blubber guy and <laughs> and he can there's a, a a a massive warrior who comes out i think it's heart yeah heart um and this guy loses his shit whenever he sees his own blood like he turns into this berserker uh he goes into a flying rage when he sees his own blood and he's nigh unstoppable but he can also because he's so fat he can also absorb weapons you know he's like the blob basically right right and so you're wondering wait a minute if if he can absorb weapons how can ken do any damage to this dude because he's just you know he's hitting fat he's hitting blubber like where are the pressure points I thought that fight was really cool because um, initially Ken's at a loss and it's one of the only times where he actually takes some damage, right? Most of the time he walks into the fight and he's like, you're dead. And the other guys would be, or the other uh, warriors would be like, what are you talking about? We're not dead. And Ken's like, okay, you know, let's do this. And they fight and Ken just breezes through it. But when he fights Hart, I think it's one. It's probably the only fight next to the big showdown at the end that you, we go into it thinking, "Oh man, I don't know. Maybe Ken won't get through this." Like I was a little bit concerned for our dude. Did you feel the same way? Yeah, hundred percent. And and I was glad to see it because, like, I was thinking. Part of me was thinking, like, okay, I don't. I didn't realize it was 20, 20 plus volumes, but as I was reading, I'm like, okay, this obviously goes on for a long time past this. So, right. like, dude's going to have to have some adversaries, like, that are legit. Like, because th- through most of this volume, like, he just, I mean, he just makes quick work. Like, right. Like, right. like, they're like, all right, here's your next foe. And it's just like, 
you know, it's like it's like you're playing a video game on easy mode, and then he's like, "Yeah, I got this. Thanks. I'm gonna keep keep on moving here." And it's like at some point you need to you know get up to that seventh floor and make it tough, right? Well, yeah, that's the thing, and it, it, it's usually we're now we're accustomed to mounting challenges, right? Where the first guy would be you know an easy mark. The second maybe armored a little bit, or the you know the third one will have armor and accomplices. Like each fight seems to to mount, but in this volume, Ken's just like, yeah, you're done. Come at me, and he he gets them, but he reveals a cool move in the in the process. But there's really nothing threatening about the fights, with the exception of people around Ken. Like in that one fight where the guy picks up. Um, the, the little girl, Rin, and he's gonna, you know, pull her head off. Like, that's disturbing, right? But that I wasn't mean, a direct. I was, I was rooting for the head getting pulled off, honestly. No, no, she's uh, the... no, because like then I was like, oh, this book is gonna be like I was like, oh, this book's gonna be raw. Well, yeah. see, that's the thing about Ken that I think set the template. Ken's a really nice guy. He's just a nice guy. Like I don't, he doesn't really have too much of a personality. With the exception that he will always do the right thing, right? The little girl, um, Rin was having problems. Um, she can't talk because of all the horrors she witnessed. He did the old pressure point thing, beep, 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 and now she can talk. And so now the girl uh, is is devoted to him, and rightly so. Like he just gave her a gift, and uh, for for nothing, for no reason other than he could do it, so he did it. Right, that's that's Ken. I think he he's very giving and altruistic, and he walks into um, battle like the old man with the seeds. Right, he wanted to save that guy, and be just the guy existed for no more than to keep those rice seeds intact because people got to eat, and we got to plant these seeds, and then all our people will be fed. Maybe in 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 the time it takes to grow these things, and then. The, the old guy dies. Well, I'm sorry. Spoiler. And and Ken kind of loses his shit and makes people pay. But he he steps into battle for people other than himself, which I think is very endearing quality, right? Like, he could have just kept to the sidelines and be like, yeah, y'all kill each other. I don't care. I can beat you all anyway, but I don't need to show my stuff. But he does. He goes into battle to save people. Sometimes he's successful, sometimes he's not. But at least he makes the effort to do so. That's a hero. Speaking of showing stuff, um, is it... Was... Am I supposed to get the impression that when we are first introduced to Shin that he is wearing pants? Or is something... No. Is the, the, so, <laughs> yeah, so, okay. Same thing. So, so, no, he's, no, so he's letting his dick hang out. Show. No. See, no. So, okay, so I mean, they, they show... They're fine with graphic violence, but you yes. don't want to see any junk. Okay, right, that, right. And that's fine, as, as long as I understand that that's what the culture is. And that I, didn't, I didn't know if... I'm, I'm trying to look for lines to be like... Well, no, is, they is just omitted it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. all right. Um, Have you have never seen Japanese porn videos? The to this day. Oh no, I have with the pixelation. Yeah, they digitize it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the junk is is verboten. They they don't like to. uh, And I I don't really understand the the logic behind it because in the in the the hentai manga they'll put like you'll see the giant engorged penis. Right. 
and then they'll put you like see penetration. Right, but they put horizontal bars over it. Like I can see past the bar. Yeah, I know. What I know what this is. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, it's a bar. I'm blind. I can't see whatever. But it's just weird. But they do it f- just to satiate that that race memory of not. Of, of of genitalia being verboten, you can't okay. show it, and that's the thing with with this. Like, so he's he's got his his thing hanging out around. It's a little weird yeah. because because when he's doing it, he's surrounded by his henchmen. Yeah, yeah. Why would you well, do I that? Mean, when you're when you're that confident, I mean, who the hell cares? It's you know, if he wants a helicopter around, that's 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 up to him. But um, well, I don't get that. I mean, if I was the biggest guy in the world, I don't think I'd be all that comfortable just letting my flag fly around. I mean, Ric all Flair these- did all the time, so. Yeah, it's, I mean, listen, it, it's, it, that's, that's confidence. It's either that or you get a, it, or you don't, and you end up just buying a fucking Hummer. But the, 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 the thing, so, what, what I always, the thing with, with Fist of the North Star, one thing that I always, I don't know why, it, it makes, it's, it's silly, and, and it has no reflection on, on the work itself, it has no bearing on the story, but, and, and maybe there is a connection, but every time I would see Ken, anytime I see this image or I see this character, I'm just immediately, I immediately think about Double Dragon. And there's just, there's, there, there's, it's impossible for me to separate this manga with that video game. There's nothing to do with each other. It's just those, those, those top heavy dudes walking around with their leather sleeveless vests walking around the city beating the crap out of other people and it's just with with the, with, with with the bouffant hair i just i it ever hmm. since i was a teenager it's just a connection i have nothing to do with each other it's just i can't think of one without thinking of the other well i see, I, I see would, street fighter i i would but i was gonna say i i it's my understanding that double dragon was uh was in no small part inspired by this i wouldn't doubt it i absolutely wouldn't doubt so, it. I, so it does have a connection it, and it, so you're not right wrong i mean it, it so it's easy. It, it's easy to understand why I would maybe assume that, but I didn't. I, I didn't want to think that. I, it makes sense, but and it's not even. Um, it's not so much. It's not just Double Dragon. There were a bunch of video games that 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 moved away from from Street Fighter, and Mortal Kombat, where you actually had to walk through city streets and and get through each level. And uh, but it is it's it the art style in the two are are, are very reminiscent of each other. But the the uh, I like I said I I stopped myself from buying the second volume, but I really do want to continue the story, especially since this first volume does end on a cliffhanger. I mean, I I do appreciate that we 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 get some resolution with with the story. I don't know if the remaining twenty six volumes, if if there's a if there's a complete not a complete story but if there is some if 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 ken meets something and then there's there's a resolution and then you know there's another cliffhanger whatever but i don't know if if each volume kind of uh sees him overcome something before he moves on to the next thing i or or if it's just one long but it, it i listen i i um i didn't i really didn't know what to expect just just based on what i've what i know of the the um the work i 
I didn't know what really to expect going in. And uh, I, I really did. It, it, it's, it kept me entertained. I turned the page <coughs> and, and, and I wasn't at no point that I think that uh, it, 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 I could understand if, if anyone does, but I didn't think it is. It, it's a lot of violence, one thing after another, but it, it, it really didn't feel so repetitive or, or, or monotonous to me. I, I just, it, I went along with, with Ken and his little cohort and, and, I I was enjoying what 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 everybody was doing. I love the the monochromatic uh pages. Love them. Yeah. When it's the orange tint, I think it looks yep. phenomenal. Okay. I wish the whole book was like that, but mm-hmm. uh you know, that's By the not... way, just just so you know, Dap, um not only is Double Dragon uh inspired by Fist of the North Star, <laughs> apparently Double Dragon actually That's what I was thinking stole of. Stole images from Fist of the North Star and used them for box art for several of the games. There you oh go. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, yeah, for sure. All right. I mean, that, you know, for me, the, the, that's the thing that I'm going to take away from this, That and, and you just alluded to it, but, but Vince started off the episode with it, which is that um, I think reading this for the first time in 2022, it's really unfair to not put into that rubric the fact that this is the petri dish for so much that's come after it right that we take for granted because you can't be a kid born in the 70s going to arcades having console systems reading comics seeing action movies you can't you can't have lived that life and not feel like almost everything you're reading in this book you've seen before and I would argue in many cases you've seen better versions of it. But so like if this came out this year and we're reading, I'd be like, that's eh, derivative, eh, whatever. But the fact is you have to conceptualize that this isn't derivative. This was the spark that then blew open all of this wildly yeah. successful and exciting video game fighting. You know, one could argue so many things come from this. Now, I don't want On to this side of the ocean, it was. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. want to oversell it because certainly this was this was made in the early '80s. You know, as you said, syndicated in Shonen Jump. Obviously, the 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 creators of this drew from, like you said, Mad Max directly, but also so many martial arts films that came in the yeah. '60s and '70s. Exactly. I mean, I mean, like you know. Five Deadly Venoms, one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's you know, there's that concept, right? You know, the 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 you got to fight different, you know, different captains who each have a different style, and and you got to beat them before you can get to the boss, like that. And, and yep. I'm not saying Five Deadly Venoms is the first to have done that either, but that's you know the one for me that's kind of top of the heap. Um, I don't. You need to really give those Shaw Brothers films their due in terms of the the uh, mechanic of the films working their way into the way video games were played. Sure, yeah, Like, sure. Th- th- there's a profound and just yep. deep, deep influence of those Shaw Brothers movies and video games. And yeah. and uh, also in, in rap and hip-hop, too, right? Which... Oh, for sure. That's yeah, your thing. That's your thing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, like, and, you know, like, and then even, like, Enter the Dragon. Like, the whole concept, like, my point is, is that, like, I, I think this deserves a lot of credit because clearly a ton of, in particular, shonen manga, battle manga, that has, has, and the, the creators readily say, well, I, I'm, I made 
my book because I was because I loved I grew up loving Fist of the North Star. So like it's super important in that regard, and I do think that context helps me enjoy it or appreciate not enjoy it but appreciate it more. But then as I was thinking about it, I'm like, well, but I don't want to oversell. Like this wasn't like the first time a lot of these comics were ever done. This was the first time a lot of these comics were, were ever done in a serialized comic book form. Yeah. Which, which in and of itself is is worth worth praising, but but you know, um, this is to me kind of like all part of an organic chain of these concepts of like you know, uh, lo- you know, lone hero with unclear past having to fight his way through the ranks. I mean that that is and right. and 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 with that said, that is a trope that I adore. I I, I inter- interestingly enough, I don't find myself gravitating towards battle ma- fight manga very often um but that being said i i love the underlying concepts of that in film in video games all things i very much love because like even even the jrpgs even things like final fantasy are that like right. like like final fantasy every one of them is essentially hero with amnesia goes and and you know is is the better fighter than anyone and then there is basically his yin to the yang villain right who has who knows about his past and they eventually have a, a come come to come to blows at the end like that right that so so like all of those tropes are things that i very much enjoy when they're done well and so with that said like i i think this was i gotta be honest like the first I don't know how many pages when it's like just the pure Mad Max. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be rough. Like, I'm gonna be the naysayer on this episode. I'm gonna be like, why? Like, I don't know why. Why this is. And then, and then, to, you know, and you guys made the point. I, I, once we get past that, and he's and he's and he's doing the, the 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 captain's battles and moving up the ranks, and we're getting a little insight into his past and the connection he has to Shin. Like, then it gets much more interesting. And I and I flew through the book and thought, okay, yeah, cool. No, no, this was yeah. fun, and and I enjoyed it. So so I enjoyed it very much, and I, I and I thought it was it was definitely. Uh, like a fun read and and a read that 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 played within a lot of tropes that I definitely seem to gravitate toward. But with that said, I mean, if if I'm being candid, I don't think I got anything out of it that makes me clamor to read volumes two and beyond, just because I kind of feel like I get it now. Like, and what I'm going to read after this is going to be more of the same. And so it's interesting, Vince, that you started off the episode by saying that you read three or four volumes and then tapped out because it was kind yeah. of repetitive. Because yeah. my read on this first volume was, I bet this gets really repetitive, which, by the way, is one of the issues I have with a lot of fight manga that I have read. It's just like, he gets to a point, it's like, okay, no, I get it. Like, I, I get the trope. And I'm not saying if people love it, great. But, like, for me, it's like, nah, okay. Like, you know, once I, once I kind of, it's like my problem with sitcoms. Once I get the joke... I just walk away from a sitcom, yeah. you know, could be seized two seasons in 10, se- but like once I'm like, okay, yeah, I, you're telling the same joke over and over again and it's no longer funny to me. So I kind of felt like this, like I got it. It's well executed, appreciate its historical perspective. I thought it was a really well done example, exemplar of that, yeah. but I have no, no strong desire to, to see what happens next. I think this volume is great. Um, at, at least, uh, as far as the delineation between Ken and Shin, um, and I think the commentary, it speaks to me. I don't know if you guys care about this, but whenever you have um, the young upstart and they kill their master or they defile the temple or they turn their back on their history, that's always the kiss of death. 
Like, that's what Shin does. He's like, he he knocks the shit out of the temple, and he's like, fuck that old shit. I'm here. This is who I am. I can beat him. You've just doomed yourself. Like, whenever, I love it when an author will say, they'll have the character openly defile the past, and then the author will go out of their way to prove that you are not better than the past. That's that was your Achilles heel. You just fucked yourself over because you 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 disparaged the past like that. You don't do that. You don't destroy the temple. You don't kill your master. Like there there's a a propriety. There's a, a protocol that, that you have to engage in um, in martial arts. And if you go around it or try to go around it, you are dooming yourself. And that's what this volume does. Like Ken openly or not Ken uh, Shin openly just flaunts the fact that he is not beholden to any of the stuff he was taught aside from the 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 nanto uh, seiken that's what he is all about the master ah, screw him he's he's irrelevant i am the boss now like no sorry buddy but you're not you dug your own hole i i i will say that as as entertaining as this first book was and i do want to see the story continue because obviously Ken has a lot more to do. At no point did I think that Ken was in any danger whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I, I, I never thought that, okay, well, this is where he finally meets his match, or, oh, my God, what's going to happen if I turn this page? I, it was it was one of those, I mean, there are other stories where, yeah, you do kind of worry about the hero, and, and you do, he may... He may lose something or someone, a sacrifice will be made. I never really got that impression. At least in this first book, I never really... So I, I was more I was more into seeing his actions and what he's going to do or how he might take down the big bad, but I, I I didn't think he was ever going to be close to meeting his demise. Yeah, same, same. I I wasn't fearful, but again, I, I'm we've gone into this before. I really don't understand the whole logic of announcing your move before you make it. <laughs> like if you were playing chess, you wouldn't say out loud. You know what I mean? All, before you did it, like you, you weren't thinking, saying, okay, well, I'm going to move the, the pawn here, and then the next move, I'm going to move. Like, why would you telegraph um, Ganzan? Uh, you know, it's Ganz- like an honor to it, though. Like, this nah. it. like I'm, gonna, I'm so good, I'm about to tell you what I'm going to do, and you're still not going to be able to stop me. Well, it's what like if, the old what, ways what, of uh, like the Revolutionary War. Everybody took their own shot. You, they, the British shot, then we shot. Well, that's and, and insane. I know, <laughs> I know. But then, you know, it's it the gentleman, the honorable way to, to do war. So what if you had, like, like uh, the ultimate block? And so someone, or, or Ken comes along and he does Ganzan Ryozan Ha, which is the mountain sundering wave. Well, you just do the ultimate block. Now, screw you, Ken. I know what you're going to do. So you're, you're done. I, I just don't understand the logic of, of telegraphing your move before you do it. I'm going to punch you in the face. Like, no, I'm going to duck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to duck. Yeah, but um, the, I think the next two volumes, at least from what I can remember, it, it was all those Golan guys, the Nazis, that show up at the end of the, the first volume. That's all I ever remember, aside from um, Shin, was the Nazi guys. So I don't know where it goes from there. But, um, yeah, I'm not in the mood to read any more Nazi books soon. Now, oh, well, now, yeah, now, I'm curious because because you you have talked about Berserk a lot, and I know Brian Newbery and a bunch of other crew on the Slack love it. 
Um, and and when I was trying to figure out the provenance for Fist of the North Star, the book most often cited as being, you know, born from his berserk. So so like, would you say? I kind of guess I already know your answer because you you are continuing to read more volumes of Berserk. Would you say Berserk is a uh, better or at least a a more exciting version of this same kind of trope? Oh yeah, Berserk okay. Berserk screams its its next move, and and Fist of the North Star is like down the street picking daisies in the yard. Like there's okay. no comparison between Berserk and Fist of the North Star. No, it's not. They're not even in the same universe. I get yes that that fist was the 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 seed that from which berserk grew, but not even close. No. Me, meaning berserk's just like the Light better, years. more evolved mm, version. Oh, much much. Better. Okay. Yeah. It's it's. Uh, I don't want to disparage uh, fist because it is our our book mm-hmm. of the month, but uh, I think uh, Tetsuo Hara's art is really accomplished i love the double page where all the um the bikers are are midair i think that's a really neat spread i I think there's a lot of pages or panels that i can look at and say wow that's really well done i love the pain in that guy's eyes or or i like the the determination or the, the the figure drawing but when you read berserk it's like every other page is just like a masterpiece i'm i'm sorry Again, I, I don't want to cast a huge shadow over over Fist because that's our book of the month. But I really think we should get to Berserk somewhere along the line, at least the first volume, because it is it is just so sumptuously illustrated that it's ridiculous. Yeah, I'm gonna shut up about Berserk. Let's talk about Fist a little more if we can. Um. There's really I mean, not a whole lot to say. I was going to say, no, I mean, it, like, no, you're right. I mean, we haven't touched you until you just mentioned we haven't really touched on the art. I, I thought the art was very good. Like Dap, I think the cover for me was a bit of a turnoff for a long time, mm-hmm. unfairly so, um, because I, I did get the same, like, oh, I've like, that's pretty generic looking, like, character that I've seen a million times before. But again, that's not fair, especially because it was probably one of the first times the char- a character was rendered like that. Um, and... You know, there, for me, there was a bit of a He-Man vibe, like or I like I was I was always wondering if there was like a Yaoi vibe to this book that I just wasn't aware of. Oh you know, God. Um, no, I'm just being honest. Like, like I didn't know that one way or the other, but I kind of was like, oh, I wonder if there's you know, but um, but no, I thought the art was very good, and and uh, it, it's 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 particularly timely for me to be reading this because I think um, you know Stoko's new book is obviously a love letter to five deadly phantoms. And, you know, I, I never realized actually how much Stoko as a cartoonist in general is just so shonen manga, like driven, like he's basically an American shonen, like Mm -hmm. shonen artist, right? Like, like everything he draws is like straight out of a shonen jump, like manga ka, it seems. I also think that, uh, Hara, um, came from the Rob Liefeld school of anatomy because, uh, (laughs) There are right. some panels where Ken's legs are ridiculously long, mm-hmm. or his torso is just extended. But I, I, I don't care about stuff like that. I mean, if it works on the page, more power to you. So, um, you know, I'm not going to use my thumb and measure the head and then say, wait a minute, those legs too big, they're too long. 
Yeah. I, again, I don't care. But, but um, there's nothing egregious in these books, like where you you wouldn't look at a a, a panel and say like, whoa something slipped like you must have been watching you know match game or something while you were drawing that because the anatomy's just ridiculously bad but there's none of that in here exaggeration yes there's a lot but there's not um there there are no faults in the uh illustrator's approach let's just put it that way mm -hmm. so I, I think visually it works really well it's just at at the end of the the volume when i got to page what is it 200 and Almost 300. I was like, okay, that's enough Fist of the North Star for right now. Yeah, same. Yeah. yeah same. If, uh, I may go back to it at some time, um, but I'm not, I'm not going to buy into the, the Fist of the North Star Book of the Month Club, where right, you know, yeah. it's I mean, just it, too much. Right. If, yeah. it, like I said, if, 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 we, uh, if we're Charlotte and, and someone's got a couple of volumes for, for, for 10 bucks then, yeah, I may decide to walk them over to the yeah. FedEx Depot and, and ship them home. But I'm not, it's... One volume I, was great. I got the gist. Yeah. And, and, and I am curious to see Ken's story continue, but not uh, at the expense of everything else that I have waiting in the wings. Yeah. I mean, I have to say that I the same thing happened to me with Dragon Ball. And Dragon Ball Z, like I didn't, I didn't last the whole run. It's just it's. It, you talking about the anime or the or the manga? The manga, um, okay. fight manga doesn't really thrill me. The thing that kept me with Berserk is the creature designs, and the fact that that guts is I think a very well-molded three-dimensional character and i mean other characters too but it it's it's the adversaries in berserk that really keep me going and it's a fantasy-based series too so you got that you know you're stacking up chips in this this card game that i'm a sucker for fantasy right mm -hmm. well this post-apocalyptic road warrior stuff like i like it but it's not going to resonate to the degree that a fantasy-based Lovecraftian, you know. Now, now, where would you, where would you slot things like One Piece and My Hero Academia? I've never read in, My Hero. Oh, well, okay. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. That, that's probably a side conversation worth hearing about because that, that's like the most popular manga of the last ten years. But um, never. Why haven't you read that? I'm curious. Eh, it's just I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to buy into a, another long-running manga. I, okay. I read well, enough of them. All right. Well, then, I mean, but I, I guess same question, though, for One Piece. Like, where would you put – is One Piece because it's more fantastical and has a, a more a – more, um, there's more depth to the character arcs? Is that what keeps you coming back to that? Were you there from the beginning? Yeah, yeah. This will make Jay's day. One Piece is the ring to rule them all. Sure, and, and and sales and popularity yeah. and all that probably probably. But I'm saying, I guess I, I under, I'm not disputing that. But I'm asking, why do you think that's the case, and why for you? Because you've read a lot of One Piece. I mean, yeah, um, you know, why has that held your interest? Where a lot of these other long running sort of repetitive battle I, mangas have because of the inventiveness of Oda's like okay, plots. Yeah. The, the characters, uh, Luffy's amazing. All just, be, be, I mean, if you get tired of of Luffy, well then, 
there are a bazillion other characters you can let, like the admirals or the um, once a long running arc ends, something else starts and it's just Mm -hmm. different than the thing that came before. And there's there's maniacal clowns in it or or there's (laughs) transvestite. You know, Admiral, it's just crazy. It, and how about like One Punch Man? Is that where is that? Fit? And that, that that faded. I didn't. I didn't stick with mm-hmm. that either. I mean, I, I thought it was good, but it just didn't. It, it didn't. Didn't have any staying power with me. Sure. There, there are a couple manga I think that I'll never stop reading. One Piece is one of them. Doctor Stone is amazing. Uh, you know, Berserk. Uh, I I get the 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 um if if it's tied to Devilman or uh any of the classic characters like like Common Rider like you know I'm reading that stuff but I I usually try everything that looks uh either horror or um or sexy horror or stuff like that you know but there there's a couple that just never leave the heart and if I had to pick it would be One Piece and um and Dr. Stone. They're just great series. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of great manga, but they're the legends. Hmm. Sure. You know, the, 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 big, the big dudes uh, at the, the top of the mountain, I think, are One Piece and, and Dr. Stone. But I, I'm interested in my hero. I, I heard great things, but I just really don't want to buy into another long-running series like i buy enough manga to begin with mm-hmm. what do you do with it where do you put it how do you store it uh, it's rough I, I have to say in, in, I, a, in a, me, a world of, um, of of questionable value propositions the shonen jump app is probably the best value in comics oh Outside i hear of just outright for people sure. stealing comics but yeah. <laughs> you know. dude i had enough shonen jump physical copies to to make a a fallout shelter like when they transitioned to the the um the digital i was heartbroken i i i just i i didn't i I couldn't have it Mm. because i i I was so used to reading shonen jump in in physical form that the 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 digital didn't feel right to me um maybe i should give it another try it's a great value oh it's a massive value right when when yeah, the when yeah. the prologue to his uh, a a series is like a hundred pages, <laughs> you're getting that you know <laughs> with all your other stuff. It's like okay, yeah, yeah. So there you go. That was our book of the month. Unless and, anyone has anything to say, well, I, I oh you I, do. We need to thank right. uh, two very special and near and dear to us people. Two people we've actually broken bread with nominated fisted of the north star oh, uh, the first one it was uh, the same day mere hours apart they both recommended fisted of the north star our boy ray oh, oh snap and our og jefferson workman oh my goodness i am gobsmacked i would never think jefferson love i know i know jefferson yeah. i had to double check i had to double check the, ser- the the email address and i'm like son of a bitch there you go but yes well there you go all thanks, right brother dude. ray love you bro yeah thanks jefferson so remember here's the deets fist of the north star volume one written by boronson 
Art by Tetsuo Hara, published by Viz under their signature imprint. It is twenty dollars for this this Tanglebond hardcover. I think you should uh, give it a look. See, uh, if nothing else, the the whirlwind art will will just spin your head around. It's a visual treat. It really is. Yeah, that, I mean, I didn't. I, I never. I did not really focus on the art. I do. I, I was really. Impressed sounds silly, but I, I um, you know, we've read various manga over the years, and or I have, and you guys do regularly. But it, it's, um, I, the attention to detail, the, the brushwork, just, I mean, whether it's hair or clothing or even the motion, I, I really, really enjoyed the, uh, the art in the book, the story. I mean, the, the writing, the story is what it is, but, but, but the art kept things really flowing for me. It's a keeper, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. No, it's going on the shelf. Staying on the shelf. I, I would dare say this was the perfect book of the month in the sense that it was something that has historical provenance. You know, it's important. It's it's something that I feel like folks of our ilk that profess to have some, you know, high level concept conception of 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 comics history should be familiar with. We. You know, hadn't or hadn't discussed it before. I hadn't read it before, and it was enjoyable for what it was, so that it didn't feel like a slog or homework. It's like I it was, a, I was ideal, you know, because yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I, I'm I, like that's kind of like the sweet spot for me. Something I haven't experienced before that I know going in, at at worst, I'll I'll check off the box because it's important to have experienced it, but then it ends up being enjoyable. Like that's that's perfect. And there wasn't a whole lot of heavy lifting. No, that's also that's yeah. that's another good yeah. point. It, this was not a hey, let's read an entire omnibus, which we have done and and had fun with it. Like we we had a blast talking about the first defenders. I mean, but I'm not saying occasionally it's not worth doing that too. But yeah, this was one sitting read through, very easy to absorb. Didn't have to sit back and really think about what the book was about or trying to say. It was yeah, it was nice. Right, right. The kind of kind of the perfect short month. Yep, of the month. Yeah. And yeah, be- really ideal for February. Yeah. Before we move on, remember the Goshi Retsudan is the five finger rending strike. I, I wrote down. <laughs> I wrote down nice. every one of these things. You better. Uh, the uh, the let me see. Did I do the Hokuto Shinkin Nin Shinshin Kuha, which is the Hokuto two finger vacuum grasp? Ah, the good old vacuum grasp. Yes, and that's what you'll encounter within the pages of this manga. There's just just a, a, a plethora. Of of amazing moves uh, called out in in the the air, you know, before they do them, and it's just really silly. <laughs> so, all right, let's move on. What else do we have? Well, damn, yeah. How do you top that? Wow. Right? I mean, we can easily top that. <laughs> oh, easily? Shit. Easily. I, I, I would think there's a lot of stuff out there. I, I, I was trying to, I was hoping to kind of maybe wait until the, the fourth and final issue um, of this miniseries uh, he came out, which um, is, will be out uh, in March. So it's it's close enough. But I, I, I mentioned the first issue of King of Spies and, and read two and three recently. And uh, now I'm really waiting for the fourth, but for anybody who isn't familiar with this uh, really fun 
series by Mark Miller and uh, Matteo Scalera. Um, Roland King is a spy, has been a spy for a long, long time, uh, working for uh, His Majesty, and he um, he's dying. He's he's got cancer. I mean, you know, you you smoke like fucking thirty packs a day or whatever, and it's bound to catch up to you. But um, he's tired of covering up uh, dirty people's deeds and and uh, th- knowing that politicians and people with money get away with literal murder. Uh, he's going to take his remaining time and right the wrongs of, of his past. He's, he's going to just, uh, try to just make amends. And, uh, and, and he's going through everyone and, and everything he's, um, whether it's Hollywood producers who, uh, have, uh, paid off, people they've done wrong or women they've done wrong specifically uh, or other government officials who have also hidden bodies that he may have helped hide. Uh, he's just, he's like, the, the time is, is he's going to uh, just, he's going to go out with a bang and, um, and try to just fix the mistakes that uh, other people have made over the years that he's had to cover. Uh, if you know, Matteo's art, you know, this is the, 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 it's a gorgeous book. It's a sight to behold between the, the action and the violence and whatever Miller wants to do or say about, uh, our government, his government. Um, there are things that are, there are time there, 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 there are moments in the book where, uh, there are references to, real life actual historical events uh there's there's a talk of uh of a princess who uh her murder was meant to look like a, a traffic accident things like that and and so 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 mark isn't hiding anything really um but the the government mi6 wants to stop roland and uh he's uh he's doing everything you can to kind of stay a step or two ahead of them. And, uh, they, MI6 ends up calling in Roland's son to take dad off the board. And his son has no problem doing that because Roland King was never there for Christmases, was never there for birthdays. Um, even mom has kind of checked out, and, uh, and, and, and she's living on an Island now, just like painting morose and, and melancholy paintings. And, and, and so the son is kind of on his own and has absolutely no problem answering the call to, uh, to put his dad down. And, and there's, there, there are twins. There's, um, there, <laughs> there's, there's a set of twins who Roland has, seriously screwed up in a past mission and, and and it was years ago decades ago so he's forgotten about them um but he has no legs and she has no arms and they're they're connected back to back by a harness so she's of course 
the feet, the legs. She she does the running and the kicking. He does the shooting. Um, That's just wrong. It's it's, it's, it's just wrong. Extremely weird visual. Uh, <laughs> That's fucked up. Uh, is his name Bob? It's just nuts. I don't know if if they, you know. I don't know what. I don't know if she just hangs him on the doorknob when she's going to get down and dirty. Uh, but it's just it's, it's a weird visual. Um, I kind of like it but though. The art, the art is absolutely fantastic. It's a crazy fucking story. It is absolutely one of my uh, one of my favorite Miller stories to date. Uh, it, it bums me out that it's only four issues, but it really does have a shelf life. That I, I can't see. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen between Rowan and um, and and. And his son, but uh, it's it's definitely a um, a series that I oh man it it is it's yes to 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 say it's it's a weird book is one thing, um, but I it, it, it's it's extremely violent. Um, I, I I can only reiterate that uh, that it that it is a great looking book, uh, but just to see if. I, knowing that uh, if if anybody's familiar with MI5 or, or Spooks or or James Bond, you, you, you kind of know um, you get an idea as to at least what uh, what Hollywood wants you to think of uh, of the Secret Service um, for Britain. But uh, just seeing Atticus, that's the son. Um, going up and and i uh, th- there was one moment where i thought atticus was just showing up to kind of just be written off after a page or two um but but the bastards is as as sly as his father and uh, and he smokes palm malls because his father smokes cobs and he wants nothing to do with his father and it's just it's it's a really weird relationship obviously but uh it's if it if you've read wanted or if you've read i mean even parts of the the Kingsman, the, the the comic that was drawn by Dave Gibbons, that that isn't that was crazy, and of course I love the whole espionage aspect of that book, but um, but as far as I can tell, King of Spies is way more violent than uh, I think. The closest would probably be, um, well, aside from what, that would be Kick Ass, but uh, yeah, I, I I can't wait for the fourth issue. I don't know, I I kind of know, I either Roland King is just going to live out his days on an island away from everybody safe and sound and just die or it's going to be Roland versus Atticus um killing each other uh or Atticus is just going to be the one the last one standing but um it they're just going to I I can't see there being a king of spies two following um, unless we 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 they decide to run it with Atticus but I don't it, the 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 little bit I've read of Atticus so far, he is nowhere near as uh, charming or um, uh, enjoyable as Roland. And Roland really is a piece of shit. I mean, he's 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 calling his son when when he was little on Christmas, saying that you know I'll, I'm going to try to catch the next plane out. Meanwhile, he's got two girls going down on his knob. It's just it's it's insane, and and it's not it's not a happy family. And and these two kind of deserve each other with with what they're doing to each other. Um. But it it's it's been a blast, and I again and just to repeat myself, it it looks amazing. But it's um, yeah, I, I looking forward to the fourth issue. If you haven't been checking it out, then please uh, watch out for that uh, for that trade to be solicited because I, I definitely recommend King of Spies. 
Damn, anytime you talk about a Mateus Calera book, my heart grows three sizes bigger. <laughs> I mean, it's not like that. It that shouldn't surprise you. The fact that it's a Miller book, maybe, but but no, me 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 being keen on a Mateo's art should not be uh, should not be surprised. But yes, I mean, anytime anybody gets to talk about him, by all means, mm-hmm. shout his name from the rooftops. Give him all the props. Hmm, for sure. Well, and what's what's getting to sound like a broken record? I got to shout out our boy Brian Newbury for becoming pretty much like a go-to tastemaker, right? It seems like every couple of weeks he's like, "Hey, y'all, check this book out," and then I'm like, "I have not," and then I see what it's about, and I'm like, "Well, goddamn, I need to check this book out." And uh, he done did it again. He uh, came into the slacks and he said, "Hey, y'all, got this here Titan hardcover," and I missed it in the previews. Maybe y'all did too. But it's hella, hella fun. You should check it out. And uh, damned if he wasn't spot on again. Uh, the book in question is Cutting Edge. It is by uh, written by Francesco Dimitri with art by Mario Alberti. As you can guess, it is a European import um, by two. They are two Italian gentlemen. Uh, it is the hardcover published by Titan is actually a um, album of four issues to two issue stories. Um, but it was a blast. And uh, Brian knows how to pull at the, uh, the wood strings because he told me that the beginning of the book is a very well done, intricate getting the band together sequence which y'all know is like is like uh spanish fly to me uh, you, you get the band together i'm i'm about about it so the premise is there is a massive conglomerate called the leviathan corporation very ominous and they uh, bring together a bunch of people from all over the world for a gigantic soiree, a cocktail party. But it's not exactly what it seems because uh, a few of the characters we zero in on start to realize that this room isn't a random selection of movers and shakers or famous people. It is actually everybody in the room, one could make the case, is the very best in the world at whatever they do. So like, the world's best geneticist, the world's best linguist, the world's best programmer, et cetera, et cetera. But the room is packed. I mean, there are hundreds of people in the room. So, you know, that's a lot of best ofs, right? And um, we we then, you know, we quickly we, we are focused on a few of the characters who become the the center points of, of our lens of what's going on here. And, um, and chief among them is... Uh, a gentleman named Mark, and and basically, we we find out that the Leviathan Corporation brought all these people together for uh, a giant. What they're posing is like a giant contest called the Dode- the Dodecathlon. So like like dodecahedron, like dodecathlon. And essentially, the Leviathan Corporation is going to allow these best of people a chance to. Uh, Tackle incredibly difficult challenges all around the world uh, for a prize. And there are some rules, but basically the, the rules are there are no rules. Like you you can work solo, you can team up, 
Uh, you can uh, you can pretty much do anything to accomplish the goals, but you have to use your own but your own your own assets. You can't like there there's no you know they're not going to fly you places. They're not going to charter you. You have to you have to use what you have at your disposal to accomplish the goals. And the first the first group of people to achieve the goal is the winner, and uh, and so forth. And so you know that 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 kind of opens the door for people to pair off because some people, let's say you're the world's greatest, uh, I don't know, uh, archaeologist, but you're not exactly rich because you're an academic. Well, you probably need to pair off with someone who's super rich. And that's what happens. And basically uh, a group of people, uh, Mark, Stella, Hiroshi, uh, Jiraki, and Delroy join forces and each of them is the best of something. But, um, you know, probably most notably, Stella is uh, the the wealthiest woman in the world. Um, they get together and they start going on these grand adventures, and we experience several of them in this this volume, uh, and it's a blast. I mean, it's basically like um, what's that show? Uh, I don't ever watch it, but what's that reality show uh, where they fly all around, go around the world? Um, Amazing the, Race. Yeah, Amazing Race. It's like the Amazing Race if the stakes were, you know, amped up by 10,000. Um, and, and the cool thing is there are parts that get a little bit supernatural. Like for example, one of the tasks they have to do is they have to find this gentleman and make him happy. And, and it turns out that the gentleman is this really old, uh, composer and they determine the way to, to win this challenge is they have to basically figure out the world's, perfect love song uh, because that's what he needs and the reason he needs it is because he believes that when he was younger he was on a sailboat and a uh, a siren uh, heard his music and uh, and came to him and it's his true love and for like the last 50 years he's tried to figure out replicate the music to get her back and he hasn't been able to and so they have to help him with that and like for all intents and purposes, the siren's real. It's like a flying harpy-like creature. It really like so. It's it's this book, even though it's largely based in, you know, some fan, some some measure of reality. There are fantastical elements to it, um, and it was it was really really fun, man. Like it's it's it, it was globe trotting. The each of the characters is distinct. They have great interactions. It's hyper violent at times. It's sexy at times. Lots of beautiful women and, and men frankly that are you know drawn scantily clad sometimes having sex um i was not familiar with alberti's art before this but it's very much in the um minara enrico marini school so familiar with their work i mean you're with beautiful people beautiful settings hyper detailed jaw dropping you, know, you look at each page you're wondering how long it took him to draw it um yeah, I just thought it was a real winner. Um, I, I just, I, I, I'm not clear, and, and maybe our listener, I'm not clear if there's more of this to come, because like I said, this is a collection of four issues, so I don't know if there's more. Certainly the book ends in a way that we could get a lot more, or at least some more. I'm not sure if we are going to get more. Um, I hope we do. But uh, but yeah, really, really nice little find that uh, has me once again thinking I should just blanket pre-order any Titan hardcover that's solicited. I, I think it's gotten to that point where I, I I think I'm going to enjoy pretty much everything that they bring over from Europe. Yeah, it's a, so, good, it's a good bet. thing yeah. that pisses me off a bit about this series was okay. that I pre-ordered. This was originally solicited as single issues. 
Yeah, they did. Right, Titan published the issues. Yeah. Well, they did and they didn't because they oh, they solicited they, like they, did, yeah. they solicited I they solicited the first two issues and I gladly paid for them. Okay, but then they were canceled. Oh, and okay. resolicited, and I don't know whether they were resolicited as the trade or the well, because hardcover. of the pandemic, though, right? Yeah, and I was just okay. like, I lost track of it after I got you know the refund for the two issues, mm-hmm. so whatever. But it looks great, and uh, yeah. So now I got to backtrack and get this hardcover for sure. Yeah, yeah. No, it's definitely worth it. I mean, I I definitely think it's worth it. I got a hardcover for you. Nice. And it's definitely worth it. <laughs> it's from Fanagraphics, of course. It's the home of Jacques Tardy. Uh, and this is called The True Story of the Unknown Soldier. Just, just came out. Um, I'm going to have to be uh, extremely cautious in my dialogue for this because it's a bit of the... Well, there's two stories. Uh, the first being the true story of the unknown soldier, and the second, National Razor. Uh, the first story has a bit of a sixth sense uh, ending, so if I tell you how it ends, it fucks the whole story for you. Mm. So I won't do that. Uh, in fact, I won't even tell you very much about the second story, <coughs> although I will say that both of these tales are some of the best illustrated Jacques Tardy fanographics has ever published. Now, I know that's saying a lot, because on a bad day, Tardy can draw the fuck around almost everybody out there, but this is some of his most sumptuously detailed, coherent, in-the-moment, undistracted, Jacques Tardy, because you could tell some of his work, he gets a little bit um, uh, carried away or a little, you know, uh, he loses sight of the uh, the target. Well, in this, he is plugged in from the get-go. Like, there are panels in here that, uh, for, for instance, there's a staircase in a gorgeous... Um, uh, construction where you see statues going up the staircase and and columns and windows and just beauty i mean he's in the zone for this entire book but but, so what it's what's it about you're asking what are these two stories about well i the 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 easiest thing to say is it's about the communion between creator and their creations that sounds a little bit vague well, I don't want to spoil it for you, so you're going to have to read it. But uh, one uh, or more of these characters uh, are creators. Uh, in the first, it's a writer. The Unknown Soldier's a writer. And during the um, surreal uh, progression of events within the story, he encounters characters that uh, heretofore only had life on the printed page. Uh, in typical Tardy fashion, it's uh, very dirty. It's also very violent. Uh, there are lots of of uh, female and male anatomy bits on display. There's also a lot of the red stuff uh, flowing. Um, there's a T-Rex in it. 
I, I really am trying to, to not let the cat out of the bag. But um, it's, it's just amazingly detailed. It's gorgeous. The, um, Tardy is one of those guys that has uh, a female ideal. And she, in all her glory, is on display in this book. And her antithesis is also on display. That's one of the things that... Uh, I guess one of the, the themes of this book is that it, it deals in the pleasures and the pains, uh, the, the heavens and the hells, and the 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 uh, resulting um, endings. <laughs> it, it's really hard not to spill the beans because it's a cool ending, and I don't want to ruin it for you. But it's uh, an oversized hardcover. Um, both of the the narrators in these stories are both unreliable and extremely unlikable so um it's not something that uh, it's going to take a little bit of work to to crack the the shell of this to get to the creamy center it, it's not a, an easily accessible um either story uh are, neither is easily accessible, uh, but some of the best things take take time and take uh, require a bit of uh, commitment on the part of the the viewer or the in this case the reader. So uh, do yourself a solid and and make an effort because this is just light years uh, above anything you're going to see. Um, I would guess this month. Because, really, I don't think that's hyperbole to say that Tardy is pretty much the, the top of the heap when it comes to uh, graphic storytelling. I mean, who's better these days? I don't know. He is good. He's, yeah, he is good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, again, the, the, it's very violent and very sexy. There's a, a panel where a, um, a, a not-so-attractive woman is just... Very eager to display her 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 legs open and and reveal to her her naughty bits. Um, yeah, it's uh, graphically. I think Tardy's a master of the black. The guy knows how to spot his blacks, man. And uh, I mean that's his lifeblood because most of the work I've consumed from Tardy is it was in is created in black and white. And this is no different. Um, again, I, I the, the the words that are flowing from my mouth cannot do justice to this book. Just go get it. the uh, The story of the unknown soldier. I think it was uh, twenty bucks. Yeah, twenty bucks for. Um, well, it looks like sixty four or more pages. And again, it's it's worth every penny. You will uh, you'll not see it coming. Ha! The um, yeah, that was that was I think the only Tardy book I didn't order from Fanta that month, only because I'm not the keenest on um, on wars. I mean, it's hard to you can't see that was a missolicit. They should never have they they shouldn't have solicited as a war book because the 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 soldier only in name. There's no battlefield action in this book. It's it's this surreal journey of a a man from point A to point B. That's it. There's really no war content to it. 
it's it's well, a mis- toy for the resolicit. Yeah, it's nuts that they again the 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 title the unknown soldier would lend you to to walk sure, down a, yeah. a, a, right, but it's it could be. Um, and, and in the the second story, um, yes, they're both soldiers, but um, well, I don't want to say. But the the okay. uh, the battlefield action is almost non-existent in both stories. So it's it's not Sergeant Rock. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's dirty. There's blowjobs, and. Backdoor action and uh, bullets to the heads, uh, but I mean, Tardy revels in sex and violence, so this is not an exception in his ovoir. Yeah, right on. Yeah, it's great. Infanto, we trust. For real, That's true. For real, they. Um, I I put it. I finally put in my. Um, my order last night, and I did notice that. Uh, and I ordered the the Al Williamson book from from Phantom, but the DC book. But um, I noticed that they resolicited um, the two uh, Wolfable Oaf books. So for anybody yeah, who yeah, did, yeah. didn't uh, get them when we talked about the first volume last time, um, get your order in. Yeah, they should keep those books in print friggin' forever because they're they're just wonderful books. They are. So I got much. A, a Fanta shipment yesterday. Oh, really? Complete prison get? pit. Look at you. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I I gotta know you're just buying that for posterity. No, that's not true. <laughs> okay. Wow. What? What's? <laughs> what? I don't understand. What? No, it's because you're just like I don't know. It, it, so up your alley. Yeah, you're right. It's not at all. <laughs> It's, it's, I just, I mean, I, I think yes. If, if you're, I mean, I have, I have the six volumes right here on the shelf next to me. I have to finish the last couple. Oh, my brother, there are money in those volumes. And but it is one of the it, for for you to talk about, like you know, oh, check out my girl Domino and Outlaw, and now let me bust out some prison pit. It's just, really? it's, it's it's a weird thing out of me for me, but Dude, I, I love it. My brother has spines on his penis. Well, that's absurd, that's, like that, that would imply like. I mean, I read and talk about comics of all different kinds. I know. Like, I mean, I just talked about like that. So, like, visual, like, my liking Domino has not, like, I love, I'm a huge fan of abstract-looking comics. And and for the people playing at home, I actually own a couple pages of Prison Pit. Indeed you do. Indeed I do. Yes, sir, Bob. His art rep's crazy, dude. He just has all the artists displayed on a table. Who's this rep? Just all piled up on the table. Who's this rep? Mm-hmm. Who's this rep? Oh, what's his name? Um, I can't think of his name right I now. I can imagine his prices have gone up over the years. Right? Uh, I, I guess. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. You think that sure. Albert Moy would be his, his guy because Albert deals in, in, in like Panther. Uh, and... Scott, Scott Eater. Scott Eater. Oh, cool. Nice. <laughs> I got no clue. I, got no clue. I really don't. Scott, you could have said Fred Savage. I'd be like, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, Scott Eater. I love him. Well, Scott, like I said, though, Scott's at all the art show, but he, like, he he just takes he has all the art. He was at New York. He he has all the art literally just spread out on a table like a deck of cards. Well, you crossed the you know that off the list for me. Like, what's what's left 
in in my my OA needs. Maybe two. Well, I mean, you need a Kirby page. I mean, all right, three. Like that's for sure. But I need a Kirby. I need a Panther, and I need a um, Corbin. That's it. Mm. That's all Those I need. Big asks. Of course they are, which is why I don't buy them. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. What else do we have? I'm checking the clock. Uh, let's see. We got a lot of time left. But all the time. What did you read? I just told you what I read. All right. Before somebody grabs the mic, I, I implore both of you. Can we talk about Headlopper one of these days? Oh, sure. Yeah. Right. Because I read volume three and four. And I noticed that. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it. I, I was going to go guns blazing and talk about it but i don't want to talk about it unless you two have got up to snuff on on headlopper because oh my god volume four big big doings like i don't i'm behind i haven't read volume four but i'm up to like up to that point so so you read knights of venoria Mm -hmm. all right dap where are you in the in the I am I am way behind, so by the time I get to it, I probably will have forgot what's discussed. So if you want to go, no, I don't want to. Then go for it. But I'm just saying, in Volume Four, the mythology flows thick. Like, not to spoil anything, but Agatha is more powerful than I think anybody has ever realized. Like, wow. we're talking big doings. Yeah, we should have McLean back on the show to to. Sure. to to walk yeah, through it. it's ridiculous. I mean, and it's it's odd because volumes one, two, and three, he would maybe just eke out a little bit of the mythology of um uh what uh, not was it Narshlan the 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 land, uh, but in volume four, get out of here! Like it just it flows, um, demigods and gods and and. It's ridiculous, but I, I would love to talk about it with you guys once you've you've read it. Ah, right, right on, right on. Yeah, yeah. So, um, well, uh, if if y'all are ready, I can I can back into the parking space. <laughs> Don't you have autopilot? Aren't you a Tesla? Get out of here, Tesla! I gotta say, I am the best parallel parker you will ever encounter. Really? Yes. Really? I have a formula, visually, for parallel parking that is without fail. Has never steered me wrong. Interesting. <laughs> Pun intended. Yeah. Yep. Huh. I can get in probably within an inch and a half of my vehicle. That's what she said. Well, you know, get in where you fit in, right? All right. Jason wants to go. So uh, I guess. What? This, yeah, it's, you said it. You said it. I, I said no such thing. Uh, well, what else do you have then, <laughs> I, dude? You keep. I don't have much. Again, it was a crazy week, and I read Fist of the North Star and and Cutting Edge. Like that's what I read. So I don't know. Like, <laughs> well, I'm gonna save my book that I read for my in my travels because I'm I'm gonna bank the the uh, headlopper because I want to talk with you fools about it. So I'll pull my book that I read, and I'll just say, hey. If you want to get your books, get them fast, get them delivered straight to your door. There's only one place to go, and that's Discount Comic Book Service. DCBService.com has what you want at the price you want to pay. From Image, it's the Grip of the Combinat graphic novel by Damon Gentry and Simon Roy. 
it says $16.99 on the cover, but you scoff at that because you're only going to pay $10.19, 40% off. Heaven's Door Extra Works from uh, Keiichi Koike from Last Gasp will cost you $13.97, 30% off. And Lightfall Volume 2, Shadow of the Bird. Tim Probert, Harper Alley, you got to get it. Hardcover, softcover. The former will cost you $16.09. The latter will cost you $9.09. Both discounted 30% off. You're not going to find this stuff cheaper. DCBService.com. In your travels, um, I want you to scoop up the third volume of The Sumerian from Ablaze. This volume contains Iron Shadows in the Moon and the Man Eaters of Zambula, both written uh, classics, even by Robert E. Howard. The uh, Iron Shadows in the Moon was adapted by uh, Virginie Augustine, and The Man Eaters of Zambula was adapted by a person called Guess. G-E-S-S. I don't know um, what their gender is, nor do I care. Uh, all I know is that they produced a damn good adaptation of The Man-Eaters of Zambula. I'm not going to get into the particulars of this, uh, but I will say that um, visually they are two strikingly different uh, tales. The Iron Shadows is very lush and organic, um, and the Maneaters is very, very rigid and disturbingly detailed, like sumptuously so. Uh, the inner uh, crevices of temples are all jeweled out, intricately so. Um, massive amounts of line <laughs> in this second story. But um, both of these stories just uh, illustrate the fact that and Conan's very different in both of them. In in the first, um, uh, Iron Shadows, Conan is more along the uh, Jamba Sima depiction. Like he's uh, he's a handsome fuck with the blazing blue eyes, and he's rugged and thick, and uh, every bit the barbarian that he purports to be. But in the uh, Man Eaters. He's more sleekly defined. He's hawkish and young. And along the lines of what Brian Wood did with him over at Dark Horse, like he's, um, he, he's a lot more um, uh, Bart Sears defined in, in uh, Maneaters. But both of the stories illustrate the fact that you don't take Conan for granted. <laughs> Oh, my. That's the truth. Wow. While he may seem swayed by a beautiful face or a tight ass, Conan is in control of his surroundings at all periods. Um, in, in Iron Shadows, he's in a, a jungle island um, situation where he's being plagued by a giant uh, simian, and Conan knows don't go near the damn trees. Like, stay out in the clearing and we'll be okay. Or stick to the temple 
and will survive. Um, but it's it's man eaters of Zambula that really showcases just how cunning and and smart Conan is. Like he, I think the the barbarian designation does Conan a disservice because he's um, barbarian conjures images of savagery and 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 wanton debauchery where Conan is much much more refined and 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 um intelligent for that lifestyle uh i'll say no more these are two very unique takes on conan both of which illustrate the man is in damn control at all times so i i would implore you to read the sumerian volume three from a blaze containing iron shadows in the moon and the man eaters of zambula you get the adapted uh versions and the prose versions of both uh, along with the covers, uh, variants, and all that stuff, a map on the front, uh, a map on the end papers, and it's all nestled under a hardcover for a lousy twenty four ninety nine. What more can you damn ask for? I don't know. You ain't lying. Uh, the third volume was in the last box. I'm waiting to. I, I need to. Um Finish the first and get to the second before I start on the third. Because uh, I only read the first, or the first half of the first volume because we were talking about the issue when, it, when the, the two issues when they came out, um, and they've just been sitting on the shelf. So I will be getting to them. I'm, I'm glad that uh, I really like the the packaging on them. I think really they, nice. I, I, I think it's a sharp looking uh, sharp looking trade dress, and um, yep. and I, I I do like that they're. They're short, and, and, and to the point, you get everything you need in the volumes. Um, it's it's my per, preferred method to read the ablaze versions of Conan uh, compared to the uh, to the single. So I'm I'm psyched to uh, to get to them soon. Um, Interested to learn which story you liked more of the third volume. Yeah. All right. Maybe I'll just jump ahead and read that. One. Um. In your travels, I um, I recently was able to read all three issues of um, of Robin and Batman by uh, our friend Jeff Lemire and beautifully illustrated um, by uh, Dustin Gwynn. I know Jason talked about at least the first issue. Um, I'm not going to spoiler go too far into it it's it's weird um what i found weird about this particular tale um is it's it's told 99.9 percent through robin's point of view there are some um there are some captions that are from batman but for the most part it's 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 robin's story in this case it's dick grayson's story what's weird to me is that um the villain of the story uh, is Killer Croc, and Jeff decides to connect Croc and Dick Grayson um, when that was never necessarily the case for me because it's when Jason Todd, pre-crisis, when he was introduced as Robin, and he was basically a mirror image of an echo of Dick Grayson because his 
parents were acrobats in the circus. Uh, Ed and Killer Croc killed Jason's parents. I just, I always connect that particular Robin with Killer Croc. So it, it, it took me a second to get acclimated to um, Croc being such a thorn in this Robin's and in, in, in Dick Grayson's side. Uh, but it's, it's a very young Dick Grayson shortly after um, his parents have been, uh, have been killed and he was taken in, taken in by Bruce Wayne. Alfred is a, um, Alfred is stern. He stands up to Bruce quite often um, in this story. Um, there's an incident at school that Alfred is called in to, uh, to basically take Dick home. And, and the principal was kind of expecting Bruce to be there. And he has questions and is, uh, is concerned about Bruce being a, um, a father to, to this young boy. And, uh, if he can't even show up when, uh, when there's an incident at school, you know, is he really the proper parent or role model for the, and, and Alfred steps in and it did, it, it's a really well done story. I think Jeff, Jeff does a great job of um, of crafting this particular tale. The art is amazing. Um, I, I I I know Cliff would love the colors. It, it it's watercolors, and it's um it's it, it it's only three issues. It it's definitely a um, a quaint's not the right word, but it it's a solid story. I I really appreciate it. It's just it it's another t- we've had so many different takes on uh the dynamic duo's relationship and and we've had so many takes on uh robin's early years and what it was like and and um how different they are and there's even i mean there's a whole section where um he is where where dick is at school and he's you know contemplating what um what he can do to compliment batman as they go out and patrol at night and and what uh what maybe his alter ego should be and there are some familiar names thrown about uh there's some doodles and margins in his notebook that made me smile because we they're just callbacks at this point but they're reminiscent of things to come uh in in his later years uh it's just i i appreciated this particular story mostly for the easter eggs and the little things that uh that Jeff and and Dustin threw in, maybe not so much for the for the story itself because it is pretty uh, straightforward from start to finish. But it was it. I knew where the destination, I knew where we were going, but the journey was a lot of fun, and I definitely definitely recommend it. So in your travels, uh, check out Robin and Batman, however you can, whether it's in the issues or um, or in however it's collected. But uh, but yeah, definitely Robin and Batman. One through three. Yeah, cosign on that for sure. Nice. Um, and it looks like uh, we're going to have a In Your Travels Jeff Lemire-O-Rama. Oh? Because my In Your Travels is Primordial, which just finished up as well. Now, that is a six-issue limited series through Image, um, written, of course, by Jeff, with art by his uh, very frequent and pretty much persistent collaborator, much like Dustin, uh, in uh, Andrea Sorrentino. They uh, spent a couple of years doing Gideon Falls and then followed it up with this uh, little story. I say little because it's a very intimate story. Um, I think I think I talked about the first issue 
on the show, although I can't quite remember if I did in any detail. But but the premise is um, it's it's an alternate history story um, of sorts. Basically, during the Cold War, things didn't go the way they did in our reality. Um, the space race ends abruptly because both the Russians and the U.S., uh, when they send their animal flights up, um, they they all think the animals died, and that the flights didn't go well. So now in the modern times, the uh, there is really no space race; it's more terrestrial, and the U.S. is actually a bit more of an aggressor. All that's kind of on the periphery. Though. The point is, it's alternate history, so just kind of like slightly askew of the world that we know and live in. Um, but we we it's relevant because the story is, as I said, is we're we're one of the protagonists is a MIT scientist who's brought in by uh, NASA to, uh, he thinks, to revitalize the program because he's a huge fan of, of the space race. But in actuality, he's been brought in essentially to take away any valuable IP from the space program as they dismantle things. And in, in the process of that, he comes across a realization that uh, that our, our – um, the Peruvian monkeys we sent up, uh, which are named Abel and Mrs. Baker, didn't in fact die. Uh, and neither did Laika, who's the Soviet doggo, the cosmonaut dog. Uh, and from there, the story gets real trippy and real surreal because we then discover that those three animals are, were actually, were, were captured. Not, well, not captured. Well, maybe, I, yeah, were, were, were taken, abducted by, um, a higher power. Now, you know, I, I, when you hear abduction in space, you think aliens. It's it's certainly feasible, but Jeff leaves the many of the things that happen in this book very open ended for interpretation. I think by design. Uh, next time we have Mom, we can ask him if it was by design. I'm sure he'll say it was. But but in essence, we come to find out that these three animals are uh, existing in um, you know a, a, a somewhat different reality, a much more surrealistic, sparse, Spartan environment. Um, and and really, the the six issues is about their teaming up on a quest to journey home, uh, you know, and 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 basically they they have to go through a lot of very surreal and existential stuff to try and get back to our to Earth. And uh, and and the thing I loved about this series is that Jeff really does suffer no fools with it. He 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 leaves a lot of things there subtly and leaves a lot of open-ended questions. In fact, even with the conclusion, um, there's not like it. He doesn't just wrap all this up in a pretty bow. Uh, I think you could read this sixth issue and then wonder what happened, uh, and have to really go back and think through and reread and 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 piece together some clues to to then kind of have that aha moment. And I enjoyed I enjoyed that. Now for some that's a turnoff, I'm sure, but for me. In this particular time, maybe the mood I was in, I thought it was really, really uh, engaging to do that. And I actually did go back, because I was reading this as they were coming out. Uh, I then did go back and read it all in one sitting. And I think it, it genuinely paid off with with a light bulb going off and like, oh, snap. Okay, so a um, lot of heart in this book. I think Sorrentino's style is perfect for this kind of story. And uh, yeah, just another winner for Jeff and, and Andrea and I wanted to mention it tonight specifically because it wrapped up recently, but it is, uh, we're just a few days away from final order cutoff for your DCPS orders or LCS orders. And the primordial, uh, collection hardcover is in this month's preview. So 
you uh, now's the time to get the collected edition if you didn't buy the issues. I love it, love it when a an author demands you invest a certain amount of uh, your being into. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you know, Hickman, Lemire, um, Burroughs, whatever. When 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 you have to step up and commit to their storytelling. I, I, I love to surrender to these guys because I know that, you know, maybe it'll pay off. In most cases, it'll pay off, but sometimes it doesn't. But at least you have uh, you don't feel like you've shortchanged the work in any way. You did the yep. the, the, the requisite amount of, of uh, mental footwork. You paid the price. And if, maybe sometimes the end doesn't click, but whatever. I'm mm-hmm. just saying I like it when you have to – uh, pay into a story in order to get uh, dividends on the back end. I love that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, sorry. That was a little long-winded. Hmm? That was a little long-winded. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, and also, it's pretty cool. Uh, I know we were singing Peacemaker's praises. James Gunn posted that uh, the finale had the biggest single-day performance for a HBO original series ever, and viewership is up 44% over the premiere, um, which is pretty cool. Like, I'd love to see that. And then I was uh, this week years old when uh, I learned that uh, Jennifer Holland, who is the place Harcourt, one of the, the leads of the show, is uh, James Gunn's wife. Oh, no shit. I did not know that. Yeah. That's great. So. Good for her. Yeah, a little nepotism. She's great in it. Yeah, but like, but like, not like. I'm actually glad I found out after the fact because she's great in this. In <laughs> she the really, like, yeah, yeah. So I don't have any issues with it. She definitely right. was perfect for the role. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad it got. I'm glad we're getting more. It was mm-hmm. a, um, it was a crazy ride. Uh, it, it's. I always made sure we watched, or I, I let, I didn't. With HBO Max, you have the option to skip the intro. I never did with Peacemaker, and it wasn't until the penultimate episode that my wife finally looked up because she nobody on it she feels nobody in the intro can dance until she recognized vigilante back there doing his little shimmy and she's like he's the only one who can actually move unfortunately he's hidden behind the meat wall that is john cena for most of the intro but she uh she finally took you know took the last two episodes for her to finally appreciate the intro but i it's 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 nuts as long as you are not so um stuck on the source material and how they stray from it as as long as you can kind of laugh at these characters you'll you'll and i mean obviously you'll, if you're familiar with james gunn and and it, even before his marvel work if you've seen anything he's done um you can't really take anything too seriously but it 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 really was it was a crazy it it it's a lot of fun i just and i have to sit down and finally um start watching naomi because i've i understand that there's a couple of characters that i never expected to see on screen that appear on this show um but peacemaker's just been it was it was crazy in a good way i i i loved it a lot no doubt all right, everybody. Hey, thank you for being here with us. If you enjoyed this, go to the Twitter and the Reddit and the Instagram and the Facebook because we're all over there. Uh, Spotify, iTunes, Pod Chaser, Pickle, whatever. 
you can download us anywhere. Um, but come back because next, I've just received word that next episode is going to be kind of special. Special guest. Yeah. Indeed. I actually have a little bit of uh, of uh, shiftage going on. Oh, nice. Got to love that. Yeah. Yeah, and everyone be safe out there because it looks like. Uh, yeah, what's the rain through with us yet? It's like the war. The war is on. Yeah, that um, too. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, that's Putin true. and Putin's making his move tonight. So. Yeah. How about that? First world problems. You're like, yeah, the war is on. I'm like, fuck that snow. I got to get my Elden Ring Friday morning. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. ridiculous. I feel like an asshole now. Just even thinking that, but yeah, you're right. You put it in perspective. Yeah. yeah. Um. And so go to all of those outlets. Uh, if you would love to leave us an iTunes review, we would greatly appreciate it. Also, um, let me just type this. That was the URL, 11oClockComics.com. Please call our hotline. <laughs> I would love if we had some voicemails to 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 patch in to the the shenanigans of a regular episode. Remember this number nine one four two four six twenty one oh two nine one four two four six twenty one oh two. If you do go to eleven, where can they find that? Eleven o'clock comics dot com. It's right there. there um, so please do me a solid. Leave me a ridiculous voicemail. And, and if you <laughs> if if you didn't write down the number, if you didn't. Punch it in on your phone while Vince was reading off the digits. You can go to the website. Your phone should be smart enough where you can actually tap the phone number. Oh, no shit. On 11oClockComics.com. You'll get a window that'll say call this number. You'll oh. hit that button and you're good to go. That's that's like too arcane for me. There's some there's some bad voodoo mojo going on there. There really isn't. It, okay. it, it kind of is. It's weird. It's, you it's, can pick up your phone and type this in, 914-246-2102. Don't let the machine god live your life. Do it's we, a mother box, bro. It's it, okay. Let it, let it do what it's It's not a mother box. Do. It's, it's hell. It's okay. It's, Surf, whatever. So here's what you want to do. All of that stuff, you're at the end of the, the hopscotch. You're turning it around. You're throwing the stone, and you're saying, say goodnight. I finished the entire bottle. Wow. Yes. Yep. Full waxing gibbous, waning gibbous. David. Right. I'm thinking there's a lot of alcohol in this wine. Because <laughs> I'm a little fucked up. Just a little. A little uh. tiny bit. Jason, what are you typing? What's that? What are you typing? You'll see. Uh, Your brain is always working. I would be sure. Not no, not for sure. I would be so tired if I were you. So tired because you're always five hours a night. uh, Well, you know what? I can't speak to that because I get about four. Here you go. There is only so much. Time in a day for YouTube. <laughs> so happy to see my girl Marina Baccarin with a hit TV show. 
Is it a hit, though? It just premiered this week, didn't Yeah, it? is it? Can you really qualify it as a hit from the first episode? I mean, it's you. It, it it well. It's either a hit or it's not a hit, right? Like I don't like know. these days, if if it, if the first episode doesn't go well, then yeah, I I fell in love with her in Firefly. Sure, I absolutely. don't think she ever looked as good. She looked oh, good yo, in V. Check, you better check yourself. She looked, I'm just saying, looked good in V. I didn't dislike yeah, her in Gotham, she, but Firefly was was the that's role. the okay, pinnacle. She was in her early 20s, then, like okay, like, she is a goddess vision. She's she a, freaking great in the End Game, dude. <laughs> you don't agree? This looks okay. Oh my yeah. god, dude, you fucked up. Hey, that's did you not, watch it? I've seen stills. stills. Oh, that's not the same, dude. What? Stills, my dude. Come on, bro. I, you're not. I'm not gonna watch that. <laughs> oh, of course not, because you got too TV. many conspiracy YouTube videos. He's gotta, to watch. No, he's got to wait for it to be on Netflix. Like, dude, I do watch. not watch conspiracy videos. Please, oh, no. you watch UFO abduction videos, don't you? That's not conspiracy. That's truth. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's truth. That's not... Consp- don't lump me in with the assholes because I'm not. The assholes. We love you, people. Thank you for being here this whole time with us. We'll be back next week. Oh, my God, with a surprise guest. Uh, I'll give you a little teaser. The cover of the first issue is probably one of the best covers I've ever seen in my entire life. Mm-hmm. Ever. I'm not shitting. Am I right? And you've You're seen right. a lot of covers because you post a lot of covers. Right. And what David's talking about is our Patreon page. We currently have a lot of stuff going on, but I'm just going to be um, narcissistic and tell you what I got going on. Um, during the day, which is at 6 o'clock p.m., which is not really during the day, you get a page of the day where we will investigate an interior, right, of a comic. We used to just do covers of the day, but now we do page of the day. We're going inside the book. And at 11 o'clock, to tuck you in, what do we get, David? This is Jason's favorite thing of the entire Patreon page. David, what is it? At 11 o'clock? Yeah. We get our pulp a day. See? Pulp a day for Jason. It's just a whole lot of stuff going on. There's a, there's a lot going on. So go to the Patreon website, patreon.com forward slash 11 o'clock comics. Look around. Hopefully you'll like to join because we got a lot of things planned. If not, we love you still. Come back next episode. I'm going to shut up. Just, yeah. Say goodnight. Tell them you love them. We do love you. Have a good night. Oh, my God. What they said. I'm and call us. Call us. That number there. Yep, got that number. Spinner. Maybe if you don't call that number, I'll give you Vince's personal number. Oh, he would love that. Would. I would gladly give him my number if people would leave me messages. <laughs> That's funny. I would. I don't care. That's it for that one. <laughs>